Yeah, buddies. Yeah, buddies. We're here for it. The Dynasty Channel. We're starting right this very second. Right now, going forward, my goal is to drop at least one live stream or one upload, one live premiere upload uh, per day on the Dynasty Channel. So be subscribed if you're new. This is not the main channel you're watching. If you found yourself you know, here, we're going to do it live every single day or at least an upload. We're going to try. We're going to try. If I ever miss it, I'll try and do two videos the next day. But we're going to try and go live every single day or upload a video on the Dynasty channel. So buckle up. The, fin- the Fantasy Football Show Dynasty version begins now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? We're here doing it live, and and you know what? I, I said I'd drop that link in the in the other video. Let me go ahead and do that now, and then that way you guys Don't can. Go anywhere. <laughs> That's me screaming in the background. Uh, here's the link. There we go. There's the link. Link is there. So now my people can jump into that link. There, that this video right here from the other video. Okay. So uh, let's talk about it right from the jump. Tony Pollard. The phone lines are open if you guys want to dial in. Right from the jump, I'll answer anybody's call. We'll throw as many people onto the live phone lines if, as we can. We want a 10-person phone line. Let's do a 10-person phone line. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. What is this guy going to do in 2023, let alone in 2023 and beyond? I'm going to say this is a 6-10 to 10 running back right here. This is a top 6-10 to 10 running back walking into 2023. Top 6-10 to 10 RB. Go forward. Top six to ten RB. We might need a new marker. Um, what do you guys think on that? Does anybody disagree and why? Is the broken fibula a concern? Is are the is the Cowboys offense, McCarthy a concern? Is is Zeke Elliott a concern for twenty twenty three? He certainly can't can't be a concern for the future. Are you are you feeling better if this guy gets locked up long term because the Dallas Cowboys are going to franchise tag Tony Pollard. That is almost a certainty at this point. This news just broke today, which we've talked about. That's not it. That's on Jackson Smith and Jabo. Where's the uh, Tony Pollard news? Here's the Tony Pollard news. Uh, the Cowboys will franchise tag Tony Pollard if the two sides cannot work out a long-term deal by by the Tuesday deadline. Sources say Dallas has been clear. The tag is an option, and they aren't in the business of letting great players walk. Pollard will be there in 2023. This we knew. But it's 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 not new information, but the fact that it's being reported today means nothing's changed and it's gone forward, and and we're definitely going to see him. Uh, Mitch, appreciate you being here. Roger, we've got uh, 32 people in here. Not bad for, for this brand new channel that we've launched uh, on, on the back of the main channel. So file on in, punch that thumb up button, call in. The phone lines are open, 602-635-3664. Let's talk Tony Pollard, shall we? Let's talk Jacobs. Let's talk Bryce Young. Those are the three topics we're talking about. You can ask me anything, but try and stay on those topics or at least ask me a question along the lines of these three guys. And then if you've got a follow-up question or whatever, even if you dial in and you're like, Smitty, I get it, but I've got a question I need to ask you. I'm fine with it. Dial on in. Let's go. Uh, Cowboys O-line is my concern, Smitty, says Derek. Uh, says Derek, wait, wait a minute, says peanut butter and waivers. Uh, Cowboys are, O-line is my concern. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, this offense is potent, man. This, like, my concern is McCarthy. If I had to say there was a concern, I would say McCarthy's a little bit of a concern, a little bit of a, 
a warrior? How, how is this going to look? Are things going to change all that much? Will they change for, for the better? Will they run the ball effectively? Will they still get the football to C.D. Lamb? Um, I do have some concerns about McCarthy. But McCarthy has said he wants to run the ball. He said, I want to run the damn ball. And he said it over and over. So I'm excited about that. I think that Pollard, the team's going to try and ink him to a long-term deal. I think a long-term, a long-term deal in Dallas is a really good thing because we know what to expect. We've seen Pollard have success moving teams, learning a new offense. I don't know that any of that's a good recipe for Pollard to explode and become more valuable than he already has shown us he can become when he's leaned upon. So I, I don't. I, I I want him in in Dallas. Uh, Saquon, two, please. Uh, call in Isaac and we'll talk Saquon. All you got to do is dial into the phones, bro, and we'll discuss Saquon. We'll, we'll discuss whatever you want. I have no clue where to begin, but have been listening to Smitty's regular show, and I hope I'll win that league. Let's go. Appreciate you, Thomas, and glad to have you here, buddy. Glad to have you here. We'll help you along the drafts. If you watch all the draft live streams at midnight, you're going to... And they all say draft on them. I, I believe I'm going to put draft on in the corner so you'll know on every graphic, every every single video that's a live draft in the title. So follow all those. Uh, random question, but if if it's cool. Where would Bijan go in a Superflex Dynasty startup? Bijan's going to go probably at the mid to late first round in a Dynasty startup Superflex. In a regular 1QB startup Dynasty one QB draft, he'd probably go in the top five. But quarterbacks will naturally bump a lot of those guys down. You're going to have at least five quarterbacks in the top eight, top seven. And so, you know, naturally a guy that might go four or three or two or one overall is going to go five, six, seven, eight. What's up, Corey? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. How's it going? Mm-hmm. It's going, broski. We <laughs> you what? <laughs> How many people you got on? How many, and what are we going to talk about? We got 42 people watching. We've got just you on the phone line. Uh, this is a very good uh, uh, initial live stream to kick off the 2023. Every day we're going live or dropping a video on the Dynasty Channel uh, regime. So awesome. Glad to have you. Hit me with a question. Do you got anything about Pollard, Jacobs, Bryce Young, Barkley, or anything related to anything that's in the news? I'll, I'll hit any topic Let's- you want. Let's talk Jacobs. All right, Jacobs. Do you so feel... Think, Go ahead. Uh, best case scenario, I like Rodgers there. I think he'll drop it off a lot to him. Open up the offense. Um, what's your take? I'm not a big Jacobs long-term believer. When you have a, more of an anomaly situation going on, in my opinion, he's had a long time. He's a good running back. He's a hard run. He's a good, hard-nosed uh, tough RB, but there's been a lot of time to turn into this type of player, and he, and he hasn't done it. You could blame it on the on the Raiders, but he's going back to the Raiders situation. So, if they have Aaron Rodgers, I agree with you. I it buys him one more year for me, but I certainly don't feel like he's got a window of like four, three or four years of being a top five running back. It's first of all, it's really hard to repeat as a top five running back to begin with. And Jacobs, he, he's taken him a while to get here. He he got here, and respect needs to be given to the man. He was absolutely phenomenal last year. But I, I certainly would bet against it versus betting in favor of it happening again, especially with no Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas. If Aaron Rodgers is not in Las Vegas, how is he going to do that again? How is he going to do that again? They're not going to get someone better than Derek Carr. They've made a, a blunder of a mistake. Motion detected at the backyard. A blunder of a yeah. mistake. 
But 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 like in Dynasty, because this is the Dynasty channel, he's not in my top five running yeah. backs. That's for sure. No, nowhere near. Oh. I got Jameer Gibbs. I got Charbonnet. I got I got Bijan Robinson. I got three of the rookie running backs ahead of Jacobs in Dynasty. Let alone Walker Hall. Uh, even CMC, obviously, even though you know he's got a, a small window of time, I think left. You've got he's barely cracking. He's not crack. He's probably not cracking my top ten. He's probably not cracking my top ten. In fact, if I look at my thefantasyfootballshow.com rankings, which you can find at guess where thefantasyfootballshow, uh, my dynasty rankings, my running back rankings, I have this guy. Let's see. I have ETN over him. I have Barkley over him. I obviously have Bijan, Brees, Hall, Kenneth Walker, Jameer Gibbs. I got Barkley, ETN, JT, Christian McCaffrey, even Austin Eckler, who I feel like a drop-off is, is coming this year. I, I still feel like the val- like If I was to draft Eckler in a dynasty startup because he just fell to ridiculous value, there's a line in the sand for everybody, even though I feel like drop-off is very likely for him at 28 years old, given his stature, given his inability to probably, I think, take a long-term abuse uh, you know, past 28 years old like a bigger back could, maybe. I still feel like I can trade him for more. I feel like I could flip him by week number seven or eight. He could have an, an awesome first month. I really think Eckler could have an awesome first month and then I'd flip him. So, like Pollard? Give me Pollard over Jacobs in Dynasty. Give me Charbonnet over Jacobs in Dynasty. Give me, give me, like I said, McCaffrey, JT. Give me Ramondre maybe over Dynasty. Najee maybe over, over Jacobs in Dynasty. But like, so that what's that put him at? 12, 13, 14? I know that's very, very late. I know a lot of Jacobs believers are gonna be like, you're absolutely crazy. Why on earth would you would you not draft Jacobs as a top 12? Dynasty running back. I I just don't know what's in store for him. That window is what's how old is Jacobs? Like twenty three. <laughs> no, he's not twenty three years old. He, he was pretty Let's see, Josh Jacobs. But I'm I'm just gonna say I totally agree. I've been trying to get off of Jacobs, but. I just got haven't got anything worse. So he's twenty five. He's twenty five. He's twenty five years old. He, ju- he, he just turned 25 uh, last month. So he technically speaking in my book has 25, this 25 age season, 26. And then that 27 age year is the the year of concern. 27 is the new 30. So he's 25 years old. He's taken a little while to get here. He's a perfect build for an RB. 5'10", 220 is like the ideal build for a running back. So he's got the potential to play a good 27-year-old season. But keep in mind, he's played one, two, three, four years already. Sometimes RBs have a window of about four to five, four to six years. So that's about right that he has this year, next year, and then you're concerned about the third year from now. I, 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 I just don't, in a dynasty startup, I'm not in the business of taking a guy that's already had the big year and is likely only downhill from here from that perspective. I, give me give me Charbonnet, give me Tony Pollard, give me give me these guys that are I feel capable of maybe even outscoring him in 2023 that have the more longevity and ability to you know do well. Um, yeah, I just I hope I hope I hope Rogers goes there just so I can flip him easier. Yeah, Rogers in in Las Vegas is going to help Jacobs 
be the best he can be. Yeah, Jacobs yeah. is a, it, it, so let's let's flip this into redraft because we're in dynasty thinking and somebody watching this that is thinking redraft or now is going to be like no respect for Jacobs, no respect Smitty has no respect for him. If we're talking redraft and let's say J, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Ben calling again, I missed your call, Ben. Let's say Aaron Rodgers goes to Las Vegas for one more year because Aaron Rodgers honestly is a one year at a time guy. We can't expect if he goes to the Raiders, he's playing two years there. He's probably playing one, then he goes into his darkness retreat, and we'll find out whether he's going to return again. <laughs> um, if Aaron Rodgers ends up uh, going to Las Vegas, I can I can honestly say with a straight face that I could draft Josh Jacobs in my top ten running backs for redraft with a pretty pretty you know. Pretty big, you know, smile on my face. Even like I, I'm very okay with him in my top eight to ten RBs. Uh, ben, try again. I don't know why I'm missing your call, but try one more time, Ben. But that's that's redraft. This is not a redraft topic, so this is a dynasty topic, and he's not in my top ten. He's not. Tony yeah. Pollard's in my top yeah. ten. Tony <laughs> Pollard's 100% in my top ten. Tony Pollard is six to ten potentially, and I try and grab Tony Pollard as late as I can. You know Bijan's getting drafted above him. Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, uh, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, JT. Um, there's no problem at all getting uh, Tony Pollard well outside of the 7 to 10 range. Well outside of the 7 to, like 7, well outside of 7 to 8, let's call it. Nobody's drafting Tony Pollard inside the top 7 RBs in a dynasty startup. He's what I like to call Tony Pollard protected by ADP. He can't be uh, he can't be overvalued. He's one of those guys that by default he's going to be a good value because there's just too many names above him that people are willing to draft nine times out of ten. I really strongly feel like Tony Pollard can't really. I mean, unless he gets hurt with a season-ending injury, which could happen, but just you know, in terms of you know getting banged up or having a slow start, he really can't disappoint you. Because you're going to get him at a, at, a, at, a, at a steel territory. In a steel territory. Tony Pollard's going to be... E Jacobs, by far, I think in most people's minds, is ranking higher than Pollard in Dynasty. Just not in mine. Yeah. Which is great. It's a great place to so, be. It's a great place to be. When you when you like guys that, that, by default, can't climb up into a dangerous territory. Like Jameer Gibbs, you can't... Jameer Gibbs' ADP is not going so high that I can't invest in him in Dynasty without feeling really good. I'm going to have a smile on my face wherever Jameer Gibbs falls because, by default, he can only climb so high, and and he's got a higher ceiling than that to me. I love Jameer Gibbs. Give me Jameer Gibbs all day long. Jameer Gibbs is a top six running back to me in Dynasty. Love them. Yeah. So what happens? What is going to happen with Zeke? Zeke is Zeke is going to be restructured or be released, and that's for two reasons. Number one, the Cowboys. There's no guaranteed money left on the table. The Cowboys do not have to pay him a single dime more. There's a dead cap hit, of course, but in terms of salary, there's zero dollars guaranteed to Zeke Elliott going forward. Yet his contract, if they don't release him, will pay him a hefty sum of money. So Zeke Elliott is a guaranteed release if he doesn't restructure because of the amount of money they'll save by releasing him in terms of salary. But but if he restructures his deal, um and it makes it team friendly. It makes sense from the perspective of the Cowboys because when you think about it, the Cowboys need to have. Uh, let me see Zeke. Elliott. I'm gonna pull up Zeke Elliott's contract and put it on the screen. The Cowboys need to replace him, right? 
So if they can restructure him and avoid that dead cap hit, and they can they can bring in Zeke Elliott versus a, a different player, then it's no skin off their back to, to restructure. But Zeke Elliott, let's see. Zeke Elliott, let me pull up his contract. I'll put it on screen. But he's 100% getting restructured or getting released. There, there's... But is it better for Pollard if they release Zeke and bring in someone new no. or keep Zeke? I think it's much better to keep Zeke. You could make arguments... You could say maybe there's some Jerry Jones loyalty that runs so deep that that it is better to get a, a player that Jerry Jones isn't enamored with. But at the same time, bro, Zeke Elliott is a shell of himself, and every single offseason that goes by, he's gonna be he's gonna lose that step, be more likely to to get injured because his mileage his mileage is through the roof, bro. Beyond any other running back by far in the National Football League that's even relevant, his mileage is crazy. And, and he's owed $10.9 million. You can see in the bold 2003 line, $10.9 million in, call, in base salary column, the column number four. And then if you look over a dead cap, his dead cap is 11.8, 11.860. So to cut him, there's a dead cap that's uncomfortable. It's 11.8 million. But like I said, if they can, if they can avoid that dead cap of 11.8 and restructure him on a team-friendly deal and say, Zeke, we're not paying you $10.9 million. We'll pay you three. You know, we'll pay you $3 million, whatever the number is. And that way they don't get hit with $11 million dead cap hit, right? And they can afford a player that they probably would sign a, a, a rookie running back at a deal that, that could be similar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, why not just keep the guy that knows the system? But I'm telling you, from a fantasy football perspective, we don't want a Bigsby or a Kendra Miller to fall to round four and and the Cowboys scoop up this very young, fresh, hungry player that yep. if you know that's, what that's I mean? Not. So you, you, Zeke and the beautiful part is if Zeke stays, fantasy football worlds will panic. And they'll think Melvin Gordon, oh my God, he's staying. And so Tony Pollard's value goes down, which is fantastic for us. Hang hang tight, uh, Cor, uh, Corey, hang tight. Ben, you're live on the fantasy football show with Corey and myself. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, buddy? Hey, I just wanted to say, I was actually at this game uh, where uh, Pollard got hurt. And uh, before he got hurt, he was gashing the Niners terribly. And so uh, if he can, if the injury doesn't affect him, I don't know what the history is on a, on a fibula injury and coming back from that. He'll be fine. But if he can come back from that. He'll be fine. He'll he be fine. Stuff, for sure. Yeah. The, the broken bones. I mean, it's obviously an issue. Like you'd rather him go into a healthy off season and be training and, you know, be an absolute monster all off season and finish. You know, like there's definitely not a great thing that he broke his fibula, but it's it's also something that like you know you, we're gonna see very very soon that he's ready and ready to go, and this isn't something that I think will hamper him to the point where he's hesitant or he's lost explosion. Um, he's just gonna have atrophy. Need to build back muscle strength. Um, there will be some form of trusting it when he plants on it. I'm sure, but it'll it'll be a it'll be one of those things that I think that uh, that he you don't even notice. You know, come week four or five, maybe weeks one, two or three, he's affected a little bit by it. I don't know. We don't really know, but but certainly not something that I'm fearful of in terms of like holding him back. It's always a bummer when a guy breaks his leg, especially if you tear an ACL. Um, I don't know if you remember when Brees Hall tore his ACL. There's definitely an initial vibe where it's like, he's never going to be the same. That's just your natural instinct when a guy goes down to, with a season-ending injury. 
But as time gets inserted in between injury and the current present moment in time, you start to let it go. You start to realize that they have the potential to bounce back to what they're supposed to be. That's why Brees Hall felt like, oh my God, he was a million miles away from being a top five running back again the moment he had a torn ACL. But today, so much time in between, we can hit this button with confidence. Get Brees. Uh, you know, same thing with Pollard. More time, the more you're going to be like, yeah, he's back. He's back. He'll be, he'll be fine. My concern isn't so much with Zeke. It is there is a little concern. Like, you have to ask yourself, are there more than one red flag with the situation? And to be honest, there are. So we got to really kind of look at this with an objective lens and say, is McCarthy play calling a big concern? Um, is Zeke being brought back with McCarthy's play calling or... Their inability to see that Zeke was the absolute man and should have been getting 90% of the work or 80% of the work. The fact that they didn't give him the ball all the time, is that a red flag? And is Mike McCarthy going to change that? Is it is that why McCarthy is going to be good? Even if he calls plays differently and we're concerned about that, does he feel like I'm, I'm using Pollard? Like enough of this. You know, Moore was the one that wanted to use the both of them combined. I don't know. We'll have to kind of play it by ear. Um, he wants to run the damn balls, what he said, and that's good news. Mm-hmm. But they have to stay balanced. They have to continue to use C.D. Lamb. They have to continue to be one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. So if he's going to detour away from being one of the most potent offenses in the NFL, we got to have concern about that. So I, I do have some concerns. I'm not going to lie. Like, could Pollard concern me more than I think in the coming weeks, months? Maybe. But all I know is I'm not worried about Zeke Elliott. I'm, I'm more worried about a fresh, young, hungry rookie that falls too far in the NFL draft, and then Jerry Jones says, "Dial him up, dial him up. Get we could always use a back. Right. Get Bigsby in here. Get get uh, Kendra Miller in here. You know those are those are dangerous running backs to fall on the Dallas Cowboy roster for Tony Pollard's playing time. I am a little worried about Pollard and handling the workload, but. Yeah, uh, as far as staying healthy. True, true, and you got to know, uh, you got to give him a balance. Again, like I, I alluded to earlier, he he is a Alvin Kamara running back with a little bit more balance toward the run than the pass. So, like, he's like the inverse of Debo. You know, Kamara's like same same thing. Debo's you know run and re- receiver, but runs. Um, it, it's similar. Pollard is like he's not 50-50. He's not like remember Eckler. Back when Eckler was a wide receiver. Like, Eckler was one of the most dangerous fantasy football uh, assets in fantasy football when he ran for 400 yards and, and pulled in well over 1,000 and was potentially a 100-catch receiving running back. He was extremely unbalanced in terms of his usage as an RB. He was way heavy wide receiver. Then when Melvin Gordon left the Chargers... It went back. He went back to uh, like a 50-50 balance. He was heavy between the tackles, which was a big concern. Can this guy translate from a wide receiver that plays running back to a workhorse running back? And he's done very, very well. But that transition is going to cost him a year or so in terms of longevity, in my opinion, because he's a smaller type statured back. But I, I think Tony Pollard is very much like Kamara. Like he can be a 70 receiving back rusher one game with like 40 rushing yards and then the next game he could have 110 on the ground in 20 or 30 receiving yards the next game he could be 50 and 50 
and get you a, a, a touchdown. What you don't want is to feed him 20 carries a game. That's why Zeke Elliott is actually yeah. an important component here. That's why a, a backup running back is actually an important component component here. Uh, Malik Davis is there too, though. You know, So they do have a, a, yep. an RB that can become that. Um, but, but it's important that he's not carrying the ball 23 times a game. He needs like 15, 16 carries, four or five receptions a game. That is a over a hundred yard per game running back, and that's all you need. You don't need 120 rushing. You need 100 total yards out of Pollard in a 10 to 14 TD season, and that's a top six to ten running back right there. Who is who is taking over offensive coordinator duties? McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh my God. Well, <laughs> yeah, but do, we we do say that. We do, we do go. Okay, my God, because things. I'll, ta- I'll take him on any day. Because <laughs> things have things have done been well with Moore. Like it wasn't like things were bad. Did they win playoff games? Did they, no, but we knew that was Dallas. Dallas wasn't going to close anything out. So there is concern that changes on the horizon. But that said, in this system led by Moore as play caller, Tony Pollard was kind of nudged aside. You know, at times. So maybe yeah. that is the difference maker. I don't know. There is concern for sure. Smitty, touch on Jacobs versus CMC in Dynasty. Uh, yeah, I mean, what it comes down to for me, bro, is is both of them are not going to be long-term options. They're not guys that have a three-year window of time, in my opinion. I think Jacobs has two years left. I think CMC has one to two years left. And I think they both could linger in the NFL for another year or two. That's certainly possible. But at a at the level they're playing right now, they both have a very similar window, and maybe Jacobs's window appears to be better, right? Because he's he's younger. But it's also possible that you know it's not that big of a difference to me that I could I could I could see CMC having two years left, one and a half years left, and Jacobs having one and a half two years left. So even though there's a, there's an age difference, I don't I don't think that that Jacobs is set up for a four or five year window of time. So give me the guy that's going to potentially be the number one overall running back in 2023, which is crazy to me because if you asked me this question a year and a half ago, would CMC be in my top five running backs in fantasy football for 2023? I'd say in 2023, if you asked me this in 2021, I'd be like, no way, no way. He's too, he'll have too much mileage, but he's in a very unique offensive situation. And as much as we crap on Shanahan and how he everybody gets injured in San Francisco and who we want to blame and you know we don't we don't need to get into that, but it's a potent offense, man, and it's built around CMC, and so CMC's kind of protected a little more than he was in Carolina. Carolina, he could have fallen off because he's heavily used eight man fronts, defensive attention, wear him down into a nub. Uh, now it's like, how do you stop him? How do you stop him? He's always he's always getting he's always has room to run. Um, they're going to improve their offensive line. The guy can just like I explained about Tony Pollard. The guy can have seventy yards CMC receiving and thirty rushing yards, and it'll get you hundred total yards. And it's that dynamic ability that gives you that potential two more years from this point on, versus a running a running back between the tackles. Like Derrick Henry has very little chance, in my opinion, to have success all year long in 2023 because he's 29 years old and yeah they've been throwing to him more for sure but now he loses offensive linemen he's gonna have a new quarterback 
Um, there's no weapons there at all. It's like eight-man front city over there in Tennessee going forward. It's gonna He's going to be hard-pressed to hit that hole the same way ever again because he's losing a step. He's older. The mileage is adding up, and his offense just got a lot worse. Holes are going to close quicker, and at his age, that hole closing quicker, that's already going to happen because of his drop-off in explosiveness at 29 years old in the mileage. Now, now it's going to close quicker on top of that because the offensive line is going to be a little bit worse. The whole offense is going to be worse. Um, unless they make some he crazy moves. Lot. Yeah, he he was only he good. He looked horrible last year. <laughs> he, he he was only he was he had a good year fantasy wise, right? But he was he was only good in open yeah. space when he could get going. He wasn't. He's never really been amazing behind the line of scrimmage. He just has to get to, through the hole, which was something he struggled with for the first handful of years in the NFL. He couldn't get through the hole. He wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't able to translate his power into effectiveness until he got coached up a little more. And then he and people were giving up on Henry. I, I showed it last night. My my first video ever on on Instagram was this video that I played. Uh, I'll I'll show it to you guys here. But it, it was the first video I ever produced on 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 this channel. Really, it was on Instagram that I dropped it. But here we go. Hold on. player a player that can go from a flex or running back three or running back four type of area all the way up to being a top five to ten running back moving forward and the one player that comes to mind is derrick henry i think derrick henry had that appeal heading into the 2018 fantasy football season until the tennessee titans acquired Deion lewis and i think that everybody's kind of forgetting the upside that he has if he's getting starter carries now will he is tough to say um that's what makes him kind of a risk in entering the next few weeks but i think that of any player in the entire league uh he is one guy i would not drop or recommend dropping and redraft so it's funny it's funny number one what's funny is me going I just wanted to say that this is my i'm reading from a teleprompter this must be my first video ever this is my first video. That was my first video ever. Like I, I did radio for for like seventeen years up to that point, sixteen years up to that point. So I, it's not like I'm, not like I was new to to fantasy football content. I've been a content creator professionally for about sixteen, seventeen years up to that point. But but that was my that was one of my first videos that I dropped. Everybody thinks I'm a Derrick Henry hater, and when when really I was one of the only per- people in the industry proven by that video that was in 2018 that that said this is the most rags to riches player. I just said. Who is the most rags to riches player? Uh, l- listen to the words at the beginning. Today, what player comes to mind as far as like a rags to riches player? A player that can go from a flex or running back three or running back four. Running back four. Running back four. Derrick Henry was a running back four at that point because he wasn't a starter. So, uh, you know, I, I, everyone says I hate Derrick Henry. Find me a clip out there in 2018 where someone said he's the biggest rags to riches player in fantasy football. So I loved Derrick Henry at that time. Derrick Henry's turning 29 years old, okay? And and, and so <laughs> I, I there's just no hope for him, in my opinion, even though I said that the drop-off could happen last year, and I was wrong on that. 29 years old, That is that, he's had a long career. He's had a long career. Um, so Derrick Henry, uh, CMC, Dalvin Cook, um, mm-hmm. Some other old dogs—they're all falling off. They're all coming. the The rain is coming to an end, and the the changing of the guard, as I always explain, is here. 
changing of the guard is here, and you're going to start seeing Chubb. Chubb may have one more year left. You're going to see Chubb drop off. <laughs> Smitty is a man now. I grew I grew some chest hair. Uh, I went through puberty uh, since that video dropped in 2018. Hey, my name's Smitty. Hold on. Maybe if I use the megaphone, I'll sound more like a man. My balls are about to drop. Once they drop, we're bringing this show to the top. <laughs> I talk like Mickey Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's funny uh yeah subscribe to that dynasty channel uh anyway back back on point jacobs versus cmc give me cmc because the window of time is not that much different and jake and jacobs in my opinion is gonna be harder pressed to be a top five running back than cmc in 2023 um who would you rather have in dynasty james cook or aj dillon give me aj dillon i, I like james cook a little bit but the the buffalo bills are volatile uh, with the running backs anyway, and they may draft another rookie, you know, and, and at least A.J. Dillon's got that touchdown potential. But very, very arguable, and James mm. Cook I could get behind if I started to hear good things out of Buffalo, you know? So I got a question about that. Yeah. Uh, Jones restructured. Is this for sure going to be his last year in Green Bay? Uh, Yeah, prob- well, probably. What What is this restructure? Let me look at his deal, actually. His deal matters. You know what it was the deal look like? Let me pull it up. Oh yeah. Um, I think it was actually a pretty nice deal. He was gonna get released, um, similar to Zeke Elliott. You know, it's like they they had to restructure the deal. So here's the deal. Um, the contract he signed on. Well, hold on, let me pull it up. And I don't know if this has been updated. I'm pretty sure it has been. So if this reads wrong, we're going to have to close it and ignore what I'm about to read if it's not right. But this is what's currently out there. I am hoping it's correct. 2023, he's getting one mil. He's got an $18 million dead cap. That's crazy. $18 million dead cap. That's got to be after the restructuring, though. Uh, 2024, he's going to get 11 mil with a $12 million dead cap. So that's a big dead cap. I mean, you, you see Zeke Elliott in a, in a similar boat, mm-hmm. the dead cap's big enough, but you gotta, you gotta ask yourself this question when a player is on the verge of getting released, you can't just look at that dead cap and say, oh, the dead cap is in, and we're talking about the 2024 line. So the bold line on 2023 is this year. Um, I believe this is the restructured deal though. Because that's why the dead cap's so heavy. Because they're not going to release him because they just restructured him. Twenty twenty four. It's easy to see that twelve mil dead cap and say, "Oh, they're not releasing him on twelve mil dead cap." But you got to weigh it out against eleven million dollar salary in twenty twenty four. So what they can say to themselves is, "We'll take a twelve mil, twelve million dollar dead cap, which hits the 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 you know the expenses differently, right?" And we don't have to spend eleven million this season on a salaried running back. We can go with a rookie. We could go with a you know one million two million dollar RB to back up AJ Dillon, so it's very very you know you gotta you gotta it's a give and a take with the the move the money movement. So is he worth paying twelve million on dead cap or is he worth paying over twenty three million by not by leaving him on the roster? So he's getting you know or you're looking at it that way like in terms of how the money they're only paying him eleven million here, but the cap hit as well. So it's like it it it's it's tough for the RBs. It's tough to judge, but I'd say he's probably on his last year. Yeah. Would they I consider trading him? You what? Oh, would they consider trading him 
would they consider trading him before the deadline during the season if they are having a losing record? I don't think anybody's going to acquire an older RB like Aaron Jones. So, no. I mean, he's not somebody that you never know. Like, if he's playing out of his mind and they're losing, then maybe they could they could pull something like that off. But uh, I, I don't I don't think so. Plus, that dead cap, I'm not sure when that, if anybody knows when that actually doesn't become a, Let's see. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know midseason. It's very rare because of the 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 value of the RB. Very highly unlikely that Aaron Jones is gonna warrant some sort of midseason trade. But if he was like on fire and the 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 team was just like four wins and that's like week, you know, right before the trade deadline. But highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. But this kind of makes you wonder the restructuring of Aaron Jones if they have some insight on Aaron Rodgers being very likely to return. But then you also got to look at this from the perspective of doesn't really matter. They're moving on like no matter what because they had to you know restructure Alexander. They had to restructure uh, a couple guys to get under the cap. I think they're about under the cap at this point or right at the right at the number. And and they were like ten million over, and a lot of people, including myself, were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! Did this re-signing of uh, this restructuring of of Alexander, this this uh, this uh, restructuring of Aaron Jones, instead of letting Aaron Jones go, they restructured him to keep him? Is this an indication that that Aaron Rodgers is returning, or is mm-hmm. is it they still think they could win with Jordan Love, and so they're trying to support Jordan Love the best way they can? And what better way than to keep arguably the best wide receiver on the entire roster that happens to be a running back in Aaron Jones? Why not? Why not keep him on the roster? Why not have Watson, Aaron Jones, and A.J. Dillon? When you think about it, who is this guy, this DB number 13? What a disaster. These DBs are just, what a day today. There's a lot of missteps today. <laughs> not for the, There's a lot of goodness coming out of this DB group, but that guy, who is the guy that did that flip? I have my volume down. Who's the guy that did And then he uh, hit his head or whatever. He tried to do a backflip in the end zone after everybody was cheering for him. Uh, I couldn't tell who it was because the volume's down. Then you have, uh, then you have a guy running off the off the the course, uh, off the forty yard dash. Oh, uh, for the forty time. Yeah, he ran. He ran off of like he's got a pretty wide lane. The lane's about as wide as, as my hands here. <laughs> uh, no, probably like this wide. It's probably about four feet. The guy couldn't stay straight. Ran off the the forty yard track into the camera. <laughs> What's going on? What are these DBs doing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, how long are the Packers or Rodgers going to make a decision about what's going to happen this year? Well, because, yeah, I, I, like I've said, no one knows. But I, like I also said, I think the what I'm hearing is Green Bay's only going to – Green Bay's starting to like lose their patience, in, and understandably so. And Aaron Rodgers, right. playing as many years as he's played, he deserves to take his time too. So like I, I get both sides. But what I'm hearing is Green Bay – you know, you hear a lot of reports that are op- out in the open, like, hey, Packers are disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. They want to move on. Then you hear another report. The Packers are not disgusted with Aaron Rodgers. They're totally wanting him to come back. So we don't we don't know. Those are all just both we're hit, getting hit from both directions with both, you know, both angles. But I what I'm hearing is that that window that's open to Aaron Rodgers right now is slowly starting to close. You know, whether Aaron Rodgers contacts him today and says, I want to come back, what can we do? I'm not saying that the, the Green Bay Packers have closed the door and, sa- and said we're moving on with Jordan Love, but every day that goes by at this point, especially when they're scouting players, they're trying to figure out, like imagine going to the store, right? 
Okay, your let's say your wife, and this might be the case for some of you guys. Uh, so I apologize if this hits real close to home. But let's say you go to the store and your wife's in charge of the budget. You know, you can't spend a dime without your your wife getting on you. You get to the store, right? You're about to buy. Imagine picking out some stuff in the grocery cart and you don't even know what your budget is yet. And when you get to the register, she says $112. And you're like, I've got $155 of stuff in the cart. You know, like they're going to the combine. They're scouting. The Packers are scouting players. The Packers are headed toward free agency. The Packers need to restructure deals, get money uh, set aside. The Packers are in a bind not knowing what they're going to do because their, their, their whole course of everything changes in one direction or another. The amount of money that, that's getting spent here, the fact that they've got to make a trade after June 1st if they want to not have all that hit of $60 million hit their, their pocketbook in this offseason. If they make the trade after June 1, according to Rodgers' contract and how it's drafted up, the, the team can lay off that $60 million over a course of a couple of years. There's so many moving parts involved. So the Green Bay Packers might be at a point where they're like, Let's roll with Jordan Love. We love this kid. And I've heard that over and over. One thing I've I've heard multiple sides of is that Aaron Rodgers, they're tired of him in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, they're not tired of him in Green Bay. I've heard both sides. One thing I've not heard both sides of, like, you know, like as if there's two stances, is they're enamored with Jordan Love. I've heard that nonstop. I have not heard one time from a source that I trust that they're not enamored with Jordan Love. So that's one thing that I feel very confident in saying is that whether you believe it Corey or Ben or myself or anybody watching, the Packers believe it. The Packers are enamored with Jordan Love. And if you have that kind of feeling tied to a player that doesn't cost you $60 million this year, and you might lose him outright because you're going to roll one more season with a guy that's not winning his Super Bowls, right? Big mistake for the Green Bay Packers to not go down the Jordan Love path. And, and for a team that's had success since the like 1990, was it 1991? When was Brett Favre's first year? 91 or 92 or 93, I forget which one. They've literally had two quarterbacks since 1991 or whatever. So this this franchise has a good track record with quarterbacks. And if they love Jordan Love, no one no one should stand in their way. No criticism, no no uh no 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 Aaron Rodgers. Nobody should stand in their way from exploring an opportunity to get the third quarterback, long term quarterback on 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 his way. So I, I firmly believe Green Bay is wanting to move on. And it would be pretty stupid of them, I think, to try and go down the Aaron Rodgers path one more time. As much as I love A-Rod, I think it would be stupid of them to, to forego and let this guy Jordan Love go because they're trading Jordan Love if they bring Aaron Rodgers okay. back. They have well, to. I'll, give, I'll, I'll just say what I know from – so um, – I have a friend whose uncle is Amon Green, who used to play for the Packers, and he told his or his uncle told him that the Packers want to move on and hope that he retires, and that all the restructuring can help them with getting receivers in to help Jordan Love and move on with the team. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's what he told me. I don't know, but here's here's my my yeah. my thinking of why I'm pushing back on that. And I'm not saying that Amon Green, um, his brothers, uncles, sisters, dry cleaner, isn't right on this one. <laughs> but I believe that 
yeah, the money is a problem, right? But when you can spread that money out over multiple years, that $60 million with the increasing cap and all that, it's not as big of a deal as losing the opportunity to get maybe multiple first-round picks. So I think they don't want him sure. to retire. Yeah. I think they, if they want to move on, they want to be able to trade him for the number seven overall draft pick. By the the, the Raiders have the seven overall pick. So to me, I think it, I think that doesn't make sense to me because this pick right here is glorious. It's fantastic. But the move on does. The move on, it makes sense. I agree with that. I just don't know about the retirement part of it because it makes no sense to yeah, not go after yeah. the seven pick and more. They're going to get more than the seven pick, and that's crazy when you think about it. This guy's guaranteeing you one year if he comes yep. and plays. So uh, let's see here. They yeah, hope terrible. he retires because they don't want him to leave and win elsewhere. Maybe, Travis. I can't accept that Jordan Love is all of a sudden a good player. Maybe next year, says Andrew. Um, not that I disagree with some of that, Andrew, because I think Jordan Love, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more excited about him this year than I would have been last year, and I made this abundantly clear, that if Jordan Love were to have to develop Watson on his own, I, I don't I don't think he would do it the way that Rodgers did or as fast as Rodgers did, so he would struggle. But he's he's got a ready-made situation now, and who knows? Maybe Jordan Love can take this team further than Aaron Rodgers could, not because he's better than Aaron Rodgers, but because he's a better fit and because sometimes things like that happen. Like when Devontae Adams went down, remember when the Packers turned into a run-heavy system and that was the year Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Jones had a magnificent year, like 17 touchdowns mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Adams went down. They had to change the way they did things. Now, were they a better team on paper than without Adams? No. But did they figure out a way to do things in a way that just worked on the field? Without Adams, they did. And they, they ran the ball very, very well. It was just a unique blend of everything. So I, I don't know. I'm not saying I, I think that the team's better with Jordan Love, but we don't know. Like, Jordan Love, people said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers, me included. When when Brett Favre, when that rain ended and, and Aaron Rodgers came in, I was on record saying, I'm very skeptical. This is, gonna, this is the right decision and this will work out. Granted, that was very early on in my career. I've, I've, I've gained a little chest hair. My, vo- my balls dropped. My voice went lower. Um, but, but like, I, I, uh, I, I totally think that this guy, Aaron Rod or this guy, uh, Jordan Love has an opportunity. And, and I think that, that Rogers isn't, there isn't enough upside for him to stay. There's not a Super Bowl waiting for him, in my opinion. And why not give Love a shot? Because everyone said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. He'll never fill Brett Favre's shoes. They're right. He overfilled him. Like Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, and granted he's, he doesn't have he doesn't have multiple Super Bowls, and he should to to get those accolades probably in a lot of people's eyes. And when he steps away, that will be his his uh, his crutch, so to speak. And I think people will view Aaron Rodgers as less of a, a great quarterback every year that goes by once he's out of the league and retired, because people will reflect on it rather than know and experience it, right? Just like when people talk about Jordan versus LeBron, people that say LeBron's better than Jordan, they don't. They didn't watch. They're proving to me they didn't watch Jordan and LeBron both play, because if you watched Jordan play, you would understand that he's better than LeBron, and you'd also understand that he would have scored 50 points a game in today's NBA versus you know different generations NBA. 
it was such harder defense back then. It was it was it was brutal. Like people think, oh, they they look at Larry Bird's short shorts and they're like, this guy couldn't play in today's NBA. Larry Bird would dominate the NBA. Larry Bird in his short shorts and his little mustache, he would dominate the NBA. People don't even understand. But it's, it's something I think people are going to say about Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, you only had one super. Like, no, I don't think Aaron Rodgers was one of the best court, you know, top three or four quarterbacks to ever play. Right now, people that saw him play kind of know. I uh, love, I love, love my ball out. Just weird to me that all of a sudden he's a baller. I get that. And Andrew, I'm not saying he is a baller. I'm just saying you, if like, if you know, it's probably not going to work out with Rogers and he's going to step away. Don't you want, don't you want a guy that you do believe in and the team does believe in him? Don't you want to get him in a position where you could sign him to a long-term deal? You know, if you believe in him. Don't you want the ability to mm. to franchise tag him next year if, let's say, you feel like... Um, see, Nico must... Nico, how old are you, Nico? Nico says, no way, Smitty. Braun over Jordan. Nico, I can tell by your avatar, you probably never... You're, you're probably... You probably were born... <laughs> he probably was born... You probably were born well after Jordan's reign. That's what I'm going to guess, Nico. But I appreciate your opinion either way. But Jordan was the best player to ever play at basketball. Doesn't matter. Bro, he had three. He had. Let me let me write this on the board so you understand it. Because this, th you could tell me LeBron's got this accolade, this accolade. Let me show you the most important accolade in, 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 in the history of, of, of the NBA. Jordan had three straight. Three straight champions. Three straight NBA titles. Twice. Twice. He had won an NBA Finals three straight times, then had what was it, like a two-year break, and then won it three straight times again. He had two three-peats, bro. Jordan, scored, Jordan won six championships in, in, in a three-peat style. Two three-peat styles, bro. Nobody can ever do that. Nobody. That's crazy. That's the that's the craziest stat you could throw down. But what, what did he what did he say? He's twenty five. See Nico and I, Nico. I appreciate your honesty. But when when someone says LeBron's better than Jordan, you can't say that at twenty five years old, bro. You have to defer to somebody that watched both of them play. But but I appreciate you. I understand you. I get why younger generations don't understand. It's not their fault. There's no way you could know, Nico. You can't watch you can't watch square footage with bars on the side of Jordan playing basketball and really understand the what he did and how he did it and dominated the league. He would literally outscore LeBron James by so many points if he was playing in today's NBA. Jordan would be unstoppable. Unstoppable. I think about how how physical the Pistons were on defense, and they would smack you up. Bro, today's NBA is soft. Today's NBA is so soft compared to the the olden days. They had no idea. You go you go into a you go into a like a, a scuffle, and, and Dennis Rodman would take your finger and just break it. Like this is you're talking about it. You're talking about a different, just a different generation of player. Um. But it's cool. I understand. Any 25-year-old is not going to... He's not going to know a good Jordan is. It's not his fault. It's kind of like the Barry Sanders and uh, and uh, Emmett debate. You know, like, I don't know. Just You're never going to convince somebody 
that, that there's nobody that will ever be as good as Barry Sanders running the football, ever. doesn't matter how long he played. He retired way too early. If you're talking about talent-wise, Barry Sanders is the best running back to ever play, ever will play. There's just nobody with his twitch and ability to, like, you tear an ACL the first time you tried doing one of Barry Sanders' cutbacks. Like, I don't even understand how, how it worked. Uh, fantasy football show thought I would get into it. No, I like it, Nico. It's fine. I, I understand it. Uh, let's get back to football, though, because that's a good point. Jordan Love, uh, what do you guys think of, of Bryce Young before we, we let this uh, Dynasty show come to an end? Bryce Young. Bryce Young, is he capable of being a top six to seven fantasy football Dynasty quarterback? I would love to know what you guys think, uh, Corey and Ben. If he can stay healthy. Thank you. First. <laughs> you what? Let's go Corey first. Corey, go ahead. Go ahead. Corey, go. Bryce Young. Um, Yes, he is. He's going to have to be an outlier at his size. But um, is he capable of doing it? Yes. Are the odds against him? Probably. But if he's in a good system, I think he can do it. Do you really think, and I'm not I'm not t- trying to tear down your point. I asked you an honest question. You gave me your honest honest answer. Do you really think it, it is a, a odds against him, though? You think that it's like it's gonna be you gonna be hard pressed to be a dynasty top six fantasy quarterback or NFL quarterback for that matter, because of the size you. So really... you talk, you talk about two a lot, which I totally agree, and I think those defensive linemen can throw him around like a dish rag. I think they can do the same to Bryce Young. It's a good point, and I'm glad you bring it up. I agree with that because if he does get hit really hard and and takes hits differently in the NFL level than the, the college level concussions and injuries are definitely more open. So I, I agree with you that on that. Now, if he gains a lot of weight, though, the that extra, <laughs> that, that, that inch or two, though, no, I'm serious. If he gains some weight, though, and he can absorb hits differently, being 5'10", like Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray and him are very comparable. So I, I think that, you know, Kyler Murray oh, suffered... Kyler. Kyler tore his ACL. I don't think we can really claim that that was because of, you know, any kind of like getting thrown around like a ragdoll. Do we feel like Kyler Murray's been at risk of, of being completely like annihilated every time he drops back? I don't think we have. I think Kyler Murray's proven that Bryce Young's size might not be as big of a factor as we think. He's so elusive too, though. Part of me wonders like his ability to scramble outside of the pocket it, and this is the reason why Kyler runs a lot. He doesn't right, like getting hit. Right. And if he's always scr- scrambling outside the pocket, he's not getting hit from behind in the back. He's literally got a little bit more control over his the, the, the hits he's taking. So, you know, I, I do want to point out. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to point out real quick that um, Kyler Murray, though, uh, you know, going into it, right, he, he was a baseball prospect as well. And we all know, but, you know, baseball prospects are usually – thicker guys um and i've seen them stand together and it looks like you can visibly see that that um that um um kyler murray is is visibly like a bigger dude than, than, than bryce yeah yeah um it, his measurements can be critical tomorrow in terms of what nfl teams think and as i said and alluded to 100%. with malik willis malik willis was a top 10 overall pick Walking into draft day, not walking into like the last week right. of the chain. <laughs> we thought he was going in the top ten, and he fell, and he fell, and he fell. Uh, right. And when Malik, Malik Willis fell, he became expendable. 
to the team that acquired him. And I'm not saying Bryce Young falls like Malik, Malik Willis did. But if he doesn't go top right. three, and let's say he slides to nine or something crazy because of his 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 uh, height, then all of a sudden he's, his his like capability of being a staple in in whatever team he goes to without even like okay he's gonna fail for three years before they even consider removing him. Um, yeah, like kind of like Zach Wilson, like this team was it was so hard for them to move on. Even now, it's hard for them. To move on because of the perception of the cost. Like, it's a brutal thing. But if, let's say, Zach Wilson fell to, like, 15 overall, 18 overall, something like that, then I think they would have moved on quicker. And the perception is, oh, he was a high pick, but, you know, he wasn't a top 10 pick or anything. You know, so, like, if Bryce Young falls out of the top 10, is is an open door to maybe giving up on him quicker or something like that. And I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I hope he goes top 10. He deserves to go top 10. I think he's so talented that I would bank on my franchise. Like, not not the... not the, the I wouldn't bank the entire franchise on something like that. But I would say, if this sets us back five or six years, I will take that gamble because of what he could, could become. Mm-hmm. You know, let, Drew Brees was a short guy. And no one ever talks about it. Yeah, no one ever right. talked about it. Like That's uh, Flutie. Yeah, uh, Drew, Drew Brees was how how tall? Drew Brees, height. They say he was six he was foot. 5'11". Yeah, he said it back then too. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that they were as. I don't want to say they fudged the numbers, but I feel like now it, you <laughs> you come into the pros and if you've lied at all, it shows immediately. Like they literally expose you. Yeah. Whereas I felt like back then it was, it wasn't as like a big of a focus on on that. You know, so like. Now it's all over the screen. It's all over social media. It's all like it's very, very much in the in the in the spotlight now. So who knows if that six foot zero wasn't fudged a little bit because they weren't, you know, they were saving right. face on him. I don't know. Now it's such a big deal. It's such a big, big deal. We got Nico calling in live. Nico, 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 you're live on the Fantasy Football Show Dynasty Channel, pal. Nico, what can we do for you? Hey, Smitty. what's up? How's it going? It's good. You're on the line with Corey, Ben, and myself. Hey, Corey, Ben. How's it going? Um, so Hello, Corey. Bring up, we've, we've had a lot of, uh, um, oh, what is it? Uh, oh, name's slipping me. Uh, other quarterback, not C.J. Stroud, the other one. Richardson. Frank Young. That's Anthony right. Richardson. Oh, bro. <laughs> Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, had, we've had a lot of break talk, but I was kind of wondering what your thoughts were on C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Uh, you yeah. know, kind of seeming like they're going to float in that top spot there. I didn't really know what you thought of C.J. Stroud because we haven't really talked about him too much. Yeah, that's a great, great topic, Richardson Stroud. Um, I like them both. I, I, I don't see Stroud becoming... Well, I shouldn't say that. I like Stroud a lot. It, it, situation. Um, yeah. I think Bryce Young's better. Um, but situation could make Stroud better than Bryce Young in his situation. So I don't think Bryce Young's so much better than Stroud because they're both different quarterbacks. That their fit is going to really determine which one I feel is the better long-term prospect so I'm I'm not trying to weasel my way out of picking one because sometimes I will pick somebody I'll say okay you know Charbonnet I don't care where he goes Charbonnet to the moon let's go yeah. you know like I, I'm I'm all about 
I'm all about certain players no matter what's happening. But like this is one of those situations where I I I think Stroud in the right spot could be a really good quarterback. I think I think Richardson in the right spot, like let's say in New York with Dable. Like let's say they surprise us and they franchise tag Danny Dimes, they let Barkley walk, they trade up and they draft Richardson. Richardson to the moon under Dable. Uh, to the moon. What about on the Falcons? They already want maybe, maybe, maybe Richardson in Atlanta if they get the right supporting staff around him. Um, which I don't know that they have in place to be honest with you to 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 make me feel that comfortable. But like they could lure in some people. Mm-hmm. I think Richardson to the moon in Atlanta, uh, Carolina. I I think whatever quarterback goes to Carolina could maybe take a dump. Right, right in Roy's room, right on the floor, right. This, 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 this dump right here, this dump right here in the middle of uh, the Eagle Hater room, aka Roy's room, aka Rockout's room. Uh, that would be the Carolina Panther quarterback right there in the middle of the room. But, but it's all situation dependent, my guy. That's why this quarterback class isn't hurts. Mahomes, uh, Burrow, and Josh Allen elite. It is situation dependent, Mm -hmm. maybe turn someone into an elite player type of situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Levis, same. Levis to Beaver. Uh, Levis could be... I don't think he's top five. I don't think he's top six. But I think he's got the capability to be... Um, who's a quarterback I could throw out that, that would make sense for this? I, I guess I would say like he has maybe the potential to his ceiling. Levis could maybe be Carr, uh, maybe Goff, maybe maybe Cousins. Like that could be any one of these guys could be that good. The situation could make them top five, six good. Uh, Ron Navy, you're live on the show with Corey, Ben, and uh, who's the other guy? What's your name, bro? Nico. What's up? Nico, yeah. yeah, what's up, Ron? Yeah, Nico's hard to remember, isn't it, Smitty? Uh, it's hard for me to remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, guys? Nico Collins. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> All right, Ron. What do you, what I, do you... I, here's my take on Young. I'd say about 95% chance that he ends up being a bust. 95. Wow. 95. Wow. Yep. 95% chance of him being a bust. There's too many. Everybody's building them up. We've seen it all happen before. The players get built up. Certain players get built up. For one thing, the pedigree there, who's the last Alabama quarterback that has done anything worthwhile without being injury prone or having problems. Yeah, but there we could say we could say the Matt same Jones. thing about we could say the same thing about Fields. Matt, like like I said, what what has Mac Jones hasn't really done anything? Mac Jones hasn't really done not in the NFL, stuff. but in college. Exactly, You're, we're talking two different things. Mac here. Donald, they're great college players, but they don't they don't they don't go over to the NFL. The best thing that happened to Hurts. Well, he got out of Alabama, and, 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 and that's when he really started to thrive. 
Yeah, but you, um, you got to you got to consider him being in that in that in that conversation though. But also, I, I feel Alabama brings out a lot of players. Good quality quarterbacks aren't one of them. Tua injury prone. I mean, he he, he has to be in the right system. Um, everybody has to be in the right system with Alabama quarterback to be successful. And we haven't had a real successful Alabama quarterback in years. Okay, that's a fact. Okay, yeah, you can say the same thing about Ohio, but they, they've actually had more success than Alabama quarterback. Yeah, but, 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 but to say that about, I mean, everyone said that about Fields, though. And, and so, like, I think that there's I a, there's a, yeah, but there's a time and a place for that to change. I don't think that if 100%, like the other thing you also got to factor in too, is he's, he's like no other quarterback that's come out. So it's, he's different Whoa. young than any other Alabama quarterback to come out. He's so mobile. He's so, he's got so much of that, 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 uh, that, uh, uh impromptu ability that I think he's special for Alabama quarterback. So you, you could say that you could say the system, like what's your rationale behind it though? Cause I'm not saying you're wrong, Ron. A lot of people agree with you. I'm trying to give it to you. All right, go ahead. My rationale behind it is, is that if he doesn't go to the exact right team and it has to be the exact right team, um, these, these NFL defenses are going to, are going to contain him. You're going to get one, a couple big hits on him, and he's done. He might have a year, a good year or something like that, but he is going. he's not going to last. He will not last that long. He won't be able to see. He has to go out. The, the whole scheme is going to have to be like Murray. He's going to have to be running out of the pocket all the time, 100% of the time. He, he won't be able to go behind the center. He's going to have to do more shotgun because he's going to have to get out there and he, he, he can't throw, he can't do a three-stop drop and, and see over the center of these of these big, huge guys in front of him and make a good pass. It's it, it, it just, he has too many things working against him for him to be um, good at the NFL level. I hear you, Ron. I understand what you're saying. I, I, I think that uh, there's some differences between him and other Alabama quarterbacks that make me at least feel like there's a possibility that, that he ends up breaking that mold. I think the molds are made to be broken. Um, if he had fall, if he fall, fell in line physically with all those other quarterbacks, I would probably tend to agree with you. But I think because of that, you know, because of that, I'm making something right now that I'm going to put on my head while you've been talking, and uh, we're going to go ahead and, and 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 put it on my head now. These are my official, my official Bryce Young. Uh, earmuffs. Okay, so anytime <laughs> you come in talking mad smack about Bryce Young, I'm gonna put my Bryce Young earmuffs on that I just made live while you were speaking, and wear these so that I don't have to hear the negativity that has just been spat out about Bryce Young, my guy. Your guy. Well, there, yeah. there you go, Ron. Well, my, my, my Henry earmuffs are better than that. Yours, yours are flawed. Look at that. They don't even go up against your ears. <laughs> That's because I, 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 I need to hear a little bit what's going on in case See, like, somebody Henry, calls. That Henry, 
every step you were speaking earlier, you know, every what? year you say you say it, Henry's going to be this, Henry's going to be that, and every year he proves you wrong. It, this is by design. This is so I can hear if a phone call is coming in, and then I just flop it back on. It's 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 uh, it's flexible. <laughs> it's flexible. But these are the new official Bryce Young earmuffs that I will deploy anytime someone starts speaking negatively <laughs> against Bryce Young, like our boy Ron Navy. Uh, look, Ron, your your yeah, concerns are. <laughs> Your concerns are valid, okay? Your concerns are valid, but I I think he's here to break the mold. And and and, and, and I made these in respect for Alabama because Tua we made Tua goggles, and those Tua goggles, in a sense, were wrong to make because he had a really decent year considering. And so I, I'm I'm going to use these. Up to that point, he didn't have he wasn't in the right place because he didn't have the right coach. And, and 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 Young's going to be the same way. If he doesn't have the right coach and the right, if he's not on the right team, he's going to end up just like we thought Tua was before. Yeah. And he's going to end up injured, and he's going to end up being, uh, you know, another number one pick in the NFL that ends up being a bust. He's going to end up being another Ryan Lee that has all the attributes that 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 didn't pan out for nothing. No. Maybe, maybe Ron, maybe. All right, hey boys, I gotta end I, it here. Well, oh, go ahead. Just my, just my opinion. Yeah, no, I, that's why I made I, these. I say, Ron, it, Ron I made these. The game has changed so much. Like, I made it, these. It, it, the NFL offenses are more college oriented than they've ever been. So you know, and you can't hit the quarterbacks like you used to. I don't think he's gonna get to the NFL and just get absolutely manhandled. Like he's gonna have a rough rookie year. It's gonna have ups and downs, like most mm-hmm. rookies do. But I think overall, he's still a, a very um, worthy one, number one overall pick. I'm sorry, but is anybody speaking? The, the NFL offenses are more Was somebody talking? I had these yeah, on. Yeah, but here's the thing: is once he's outside of the, once, <laughs> so once he starts running, he becomes a runner, not a quarterback that's protected, and he could be get he can get smacked very easy. <laughs> Oh, and I, is, I he, is, he is he faster? Swag might get thrown. Is he faster than Murray? Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know. Well, he's 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 not Murray. We know. We know he weighs a lot less than Murray. He weighs less than Flowers, and people were giving yeah. Flowers hard. He, I mean, up until he put on thirteen pounds. I mean, he is like, you know, you get him in a in a in a game like like Fields had to play, and and Purdy had to play in the Soon Bowl, and that boy's just gonna float away. The the wind's gonna get him. He's gonna fly like a kite. I, I tell you what, I'm glad I joined in right the right time because I hope Houston gets young and Houston just takes off and gets young and young just learns all over everybody. It's Terry, by the way. Terry. Yeah, hey, Terry, what's up? I'm here. Terry, I didn't know I added you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't even know. Like I didn't even know I added him. <laughs> he just showed up. Yep. Terry just showed up. He, t- Terry hacked the phone system. I didn't know he got out of jail. <laughs> yeah, Terry's hey. out of control. He, he patrols everything, even the phone. <laughs> okay, here, here we go. I got my my Bryce Young muffs on. My Bryce muffs. Yeah. I'm calling it now. If he's Bryce Young, it's on. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce Young to the moon. All right, guys, I got to go. I'm going to take these off, put these over in the safe place. 
Uh, appreciate y'all jumping on. Ter- Terry, I'm sorry to jump off right when you jumped on. I got to go. Uh, Terry, you got anything you want to say? You got 10 seconds, Terry. Uh, no, it's all good. I, I was going to ask about uh, uh, your thoughts on uh, uh, Jameson Williams this coming year. Uh, we got Stan Brown. Is it possible to have them both on the same team and produce like uh, like, like Higgins is uh, with, uh, with Cincy? Uh, not with golf. Golf's played really well. Like I don't want to. I'm not stepping on golf at all. But I don't think golf is capable of of making them both top ten wide receivers. If that's your point, and yeah. I think because St. Brown's probably got a lock on the top ten wide receiver value and targets, which may or may not happen. I mean, certainly Jamison could step on that. I just think one of them's got to be more along the lines of like a. I don't know what wide receiver we could, but Jameson's like totally capable of taking that job. I just don't think they could have both of them. So St. Brown's got a little risk to his name, to be honest with you, because because Jameson um, has a lot of value, a lot of upside. He has so much acceleration and capability. So we'll see. It's a great question. I think it's for another live stream that we need to dig into those two wide receivers because that is a, I mean, that I is mean, a very tough it, question. It's great. It's like Higgins and Chase all over again. Yeah. They don't yeah. have Burrow. I like it. Yeah. All right, Terry, good question. Let's let's leave it for another show, though, because um, we need to dig into that a lot a lot more. Corey, 10 seconds. Hey, 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 Smitty. Yeah. Before you go, you know who who are, who who they compared who they compared AJ Stroud to? Who? You know who whose attributes they can they 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 said that Joe he was Bur- more like than Joe Burrow. Smoking Joe Burrow, baby. Well, that's I, why I'm on the Stroud train and I'm off the miniature train. But who com- who compared him to that though? Who? I didn't. Huh? I said, who compared him to that? Because you gotta, you gotta look at that. Who, who said that specifically? Because you, tr- do you trust them? Do you trust your, your fellow, your, your your fellow experts that's been doing it for years on the, on the on draft analysis, on the combine analysis. But who? I'm saying, which person said he's like smoking Joe Burrow? <laughs> we we don't know. Just they did. They they did. Just this. Ambiguous. It has been said. They, no, it, it was um, it was. Oh, what's you know? I'm put. I'm, put, I'm putting the, these back I, on. This is. We don't even have sources here. We don't. We don't even have sources here, Ron. I'm putting these headphones no, back I'm, on. I'm who's sitting there? Who's sitting there with uh, uh, Jeremiah? Jeremiah. 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 Grandpappy said. He's a bullfrog, right? Grandpappy said that he look. No one's Joe Burrow. That's blasphemous. <laughs> he said he had he had traits like Joe Burrow. Jeremiah did. Yes. <laughs> okay. You don't think Stroud? You, you don't think Stroud does? They like even, Joe Burrow? They, they showed the comparison. They showed the video comparison of him. Does he smoke a cigar like Joseph? You never know. Look, hey, hey, Ron, like I said, uh, Stroud's landing spot could make him the number one quarterback in this draft class. So I, 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 I've made that abundantly clear that these these four quarterbacks' landing spot's going to be so critical for all of them. And that, that tells me this draft class is not the Joseph Burrows 
It's not Jalen Hurts. It's not Mahomes. It's not Josh Allen. This class, I don't think one of these guys can get into that tier. This is this is not that class. But I do think out of all four of the quarterbacks, the guy that could get the closest to having consistent cups of coffee with that four that group of four, um, if they were to open up their table to a fifth person once in a while, I think it's Bryce Young. But I do think that Richardson, if he was with Dable, he would be my number one quarterback in this draft. So it's so dependent because they 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 all have deficiencies that need the right coaching or deficiencies in Bryce Young. He needs the right situation. Um, Kyler Murray can't do well in every system. Kyler Murray can do amazing in the right system. Same thing's going to be for Bryce Young. He will do very well in the right system. He will he will get clobbered in the wrong system. I agree with you. But I just think his talent is so off the charts. Is the, the the magical ability this guy has to extend a play any moment and just drag it out and do Mahomes-like things makes me feel like he deserves a shot to, to get his chance to prove everybody wrong. And maybe he gets injured, whatever. But Kyler Murray, they're very similar in stature, size, weight, everything. And Kyler Murray might be a little bit more heavy, but... Kyler Murray's also been lifting at the NFL level with NFL trainers, and so I, I firmly believe Young's going to put on some good weight. Um, but Kyler Murray hasn't been a player that we've been petrified is going to get hurt and be out of the league. It's more so, you know, I don't like his attitude. I don't like what he brings to the table in terms of being a leader and his willingness to learn. And Bryce Young is going to do all the things Kyler Murray doesn't do and I think in the right system, we won't be concerned about his size either. But system system matters. All that matters. And and I'm not crapping on Stroud. I like Stroud. I like Stroud a lot. I like him in the right spot. But he's no Joe Burrow. Just because Young has a Mickey Mouse voice like, like your boy Mahomes doesn't mean that he's going to be as good as Mahomes. Hold on. We got, we got uh, Mahomes on the line. Mahomes, did you hear that? You're telling Ron. You tell Ron not to talk about me like that. I'm a, I'm the best. I'm the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, hey, 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 Mahomes. Hey, you need to, you need to stop like hanging out on here and, and take control of your weird brother and, and and your wife. Hey, don't talk about my family that way. I'll come. You hear my voice? I'll come down there and take care of you. That dude's got the weirdest brother in the world. <laughs> all right, I got to go, guys. Appreciate you all. Uh, Ron, Ron, you you all had ten, you all had ten seconds, but Ron took up all your time. I'll see you all later. <laughs> later, all right, guys. I'm out of here. Appreciate you all. Thank you for being here. Subscribe if you're new. This is the Dynasty Channel, and we'll be going live every day after the main channel, side by side. Uh, I'll see you all later. Appreciate you. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed.